0: Hello listeners and welcome back to the second episode of In the Process of Healing. Now, today's guest is very important to me and I think all the guests that are coming through are very important to me, but this one in particular, and I think as we divulge into our topics for today, I think it will become quite apparent as to why they are quite monumental figure in my life um just to put it out there I used to call this person my role model so they're definitely up there (laughs) they're up there um today's guest is my sister well should I say my older sister (laughs) hello hello how are you
1: i'm well thank you how are you
0: i'm good thank you
1: that's good to hear <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you feel about embarking on this journey uh
1: this is gonna be interesting yeah I'm proud of you but i'm interested
0: oh thank you <laughs> okay i just need you to know that this is completely safe this is uh This is just a conversation as, like, if we were talking. So we're all good. We're all good. The listeners are here with us. They're here on this journey with us. And we're all just wanting to, you know, heal together and just, you know, look into how other people may do things and how they do it differently from each other. And hopefully we can get the same end product, you know, peace or happiness or just even... An easier way to cope. So that's that's the goal with all of this. But I'm excited. Okay. So my first question to you would be, what does healing mean to you?
1: Um. So that's a hard question because I don't feel like um, <laughs> I necessarily know what it means. Okay. For me, is a very broad term and there's a whole journey. I don't really feel like there's something I can particularly paint as healing. Um, I think it just depends on what I'm healing from. Okay. That can play a massive role in what I see healing as. So um, what I'd say is healing is a journey. I can't honestly think I can tell you what to be healed means if that makes sense.
0: So that's the difference. Wow, that, that's a beautiful answer. And I, I think I can resonate with that. Because I guess if you don't know what you're... Okay, I guess if you don't know what you're being healed from, then there's nothing to be healed. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is, is that what yours?
1: Yeah, I think healing comes in different forms for different people, as you were saying in the beginning. Yeah. And I also feel like for some people... Um, healing can be lead to toxic behaviours or toxicity. Whereas for other people, healing brings peace. And healing and addressing something that can be um, or has been torment for you could be negative for some people. So that's what I'm saying. I don't really know what healing is per se. I feel like, as I said, the closest... Notion I can have to it is maybe that is a journey, and it's an ongoing journey, and it's and I'm also suggesting that everyone needs to go on the journey for their own reasons.
0: Do you know? I've just I'm really glad that you said all of this because it's just made me think. Okay, actually, in the first episode, I never defined what healing meant, and. If we're going in length terms, is that the correct way of saying it? If we're going in, like, what the what dictionary, a dictionary says. Yeah, dictionary um, It says healing, the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again.
1: So that will suggest that we're all healthy at one point. Exactly. So why do we cry when we're
0: born? Oh my... Okay.
1: Because we all have to <laughs> heal from something. Yeah. We have to overcome something. And I just feel like with the journey process or the process to become sound you need to understand why you're doing it yeah like i think as i said why do we cry everyone knows that a baby is crying because they need attending to yeah so then they feel healed yeah as you get older and you don't know what you're searching for healing becomes a lot harder yeah and that's why i'm saying it can become quite toxic for some people because they don't know the right way for them to overcome it so they go down negative roots, or go down roots that may not take the most positive shape in other people's eyes. Yes. It works for them.
0: But I love, I love what you've just mentioned. That one, it's all about you. It, it, the most important part of your healing journey or to be sound or whatever, defining it to be, yeah. <laughs> is to find what works with you first. Mm. It can't involve someone else in that process and that's like one hard thing i think i was discussing in the last episode um as you know the first episode was with mum, mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's a verge of like do we is the catalyst for wanting to heal because we see other people happy mm or or so called happy yeah. because we've got many of ways of seeing people happy you know people use instagram to say i'm having the best time of my life but then you know if you know that person personally they might be going through it yeah. real bad mm-hmm. and so it just makes me think as much as we keep saying we're doing it for us what, what do you think a catalyst would be because i know from myself at least it did come from a place of me first but then I also do see the knock on effect that carries on through to, you know, family or yeah. friends.
1: So two things I wanted to address is the first thing you said that it can't come from anybody else. And I think that's an interesting thing because obviously we have therapy to help us heal. And then I guess <laughs> it is meant to come from someone else. But it depends as well what, which type of therapy you go. Cause, because mm. obviously CBT is meant to encourage you to do it by yourself. Yeah. But with some guidance. And the other thing I was going to say is linked to the second part you were saying and the catalyst to change. Um, The catalyst should always be you. So even if someone is going to help you, you should always want to do it for yourself. And I think a lot of people don't do it for themselves, which is why they can't find the thing that works for them. Mm. So when you're doing it to make sure that you're okay for other people or to make others happy i think a lot of the time that is the reason why the real healing the real healing doesn't happen
0: yeah you
1: know because ultimately your wound is synthetically being held it's all about like how you want to appear to others so it's almost like putting a plaster over a broken leg and i mean a plaster from the cupboard, not a plaster as in a cast. Plast. Yeah, yeah, nice. So yeah, using yeah. the wrong thing to try and heal you.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I was, like, lost for words because I don't know, you know, we always made this joke, oh, you don't understand Kali language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, as you talk, it just, it makes sense to me. Does it, i don't know
1: i mean i've been around you for long
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair but like it's like it was like a model of and Khalid language because it just made sense yeah. and i just i get that and they it's so true it's like trying to mend something it's so, something that's not gonna work
1: yeah you are using other people's methods to try and heal something in their way and it just not, it won't work for you yeah you know
0: it's, it's interesting because you did mention therapy, and I'm glad you mentioned it. As you know, I did therapy. Um, Kudos. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Likewise. Yay. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I always say to people, it was an instant.
1: Mm. I
0: think people always think, oh, you went to therapy. That meant that I, I met one person, and it was great no i i met like five different people
1: yeah to find
0: the person to find the one that worked for me Mm. and i i know i did have already quite strong-minded beliefs as to who i needed Mm. to be my therapist yeah and i don't know if that worked against my detriment because i was so i was so persistent on being like okay it needs to be someone you know from my background it needs to be someone that understands sexuality needs to be someone that understands uh you know a sibling environment and so forth did you get that no okay (laughs) (laughs) no like when i tell you i did like oh my god i did uh using your imagination therapy i did uh breathing technique therapy that's Uh, not something
1: you'd like
0: though exactly
1: Oh, okay, no. <laughs> never mind again
0: but in in the nicest way to that person, in might their methods I don't wanna well, kind of just made it out but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said he already his methods when like he made assumptions about me, and part of my problem was people always making assumptions about me, yeah,
1: exactly,
0: yeah, and you probably said that already to him, yeah, okay. and then he was like, oh, you know, one day you'll be able to get a car i was like okay no was
1: your issue like material
0: goods no but that's the thing i was like why would you say that and he was like and he can move out and i was like okay this guy you don't know my situation but you're you're i did this for about five six weeks and i i don't know i knew from the second week i think i knew from the first but i knew (laughs) definitely (laughs) by the second yeah it was confirmed by the second and i still carried on because I was like, this must work. This, this yeah. has to work. And I think it goes back to your synthetic thing. It's like, as you said earlier, it sounded like something that I would like. Yeah. Breathing, th- like breathing meditation, that is so my bag. But it didn't work. It was synthetic. It wasn't real. It didn't work for me.
1: Yeah.
0: But then I realized when I finally found the person that worked for me, and it's really strange. And actually, maybe was it was
1: talking therapy.
0: Yeah, I was just talking makes sense however the way that they spoke to me was very real it was very blunt Mm. and that was effective I couldn't have someone to be like yeah but maybe no I needed someone to be like no or call me out on my crap Yeah. if they they could see or feel like I was overthinking something or you know the answer already I need you to tell me you know it I don't need you to be like oh for me anyway I don't need you to be like Oh, but maybe this. Like, it was never that I was like, no, that was crap.
1: Maybe it's the environment that you were off in. You just, needed... <laughs> <laughs> you just needed your sisters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally. And I I was just about to say that. I feel like it encompassed you. um that's actually a realisation for right now. I didn't actually see it that way i thought yeah it's definitely like people that had it around me a lot of people around me are blunt but the way i was gonna
1: say that's more like your little sister i mean both of
0: us i'll take it you're both very blunt. you're both very blunt but like in a maybe i'm just accustomed to it but it's very weird it's like blunt but nice it's like it should hurt (laughs) it should not hurt like physically but it's like oh that was a I felt that but you know i needed to feel that yeah up. does that make sense yeah yeah.
1: no you have it as well i think oh. and i think no no it's, it's good because i know what you mean if that makes sense and when you yeah. say what you you mean i get it because if you're if you don't say what you mean and you hold it in yeah it does show on your face but the issue is then I don't know what you mean. I don't want to guess what you mean. So the same thing mm. you were saying about assumptions. I don't want to guess what you mean. But when you're ready to say something, you really do <laughs> tell us what you've, you've been trying to say, you know? Yeah. And I just think it's it's second nature to you. So you need someone to give that, that realness back to you as well. Yeah. So maybe that's why it works.
0: I, I do think I never intend to want to hurt anyone.
1: Oh no, I don't think you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the thing i get nervous that it i know how as we have been saying blunt or oh, real i can be and i know for a lot of people that's quite difficult especially like in a workplace
1: yeah like
0: because for me it's like i'm not saying it to be a dick i'm saying it because i will i want to see you thrive yeah so if i'm saying it it's because i care
1: when you stop saying it, that's the
0: problem. Do you need to be... Yeah, I've always said that. You need to be concerned. If I stop... If I even stop saying... Like, come on. Then you know that I've, I've just... It's not that I've given up on you. I just think I'm not the person to help you. Mm-hmm. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Like, I was saying to my mum... Like, there's one particular person... That... I really... I really want to see them succeed. But it didn't matter what I said or did. It just it just it was like it was never enough
1: yeah
0: so i was just like do you know after a while and they put they put me in a position where they made it seem like it was me or like maybe it was a combination of me and the other person but Mm -hmm. it was also like no it's just solely you like you go and sort yourself out or made it seem like it was i was a problem
1: but I guess with healing, the healing process or journey that it says in the definition, it's taking accountability for your part yeah. that you play. Yeah. And I, I guess even if the person doesn't take responsibility for it, that's on them. That's their healing process. Yeah. But if you take responsibility for the part that you played in it, then you can heal better. And you can don't have to hold on to things as much. That's like, remember, oh, not too long ago, I told you... um to forgive someone and you're like you're like to me you always tell me to forgive you tell me to forgive but I'm not saying to forgive for their purpose I've never said to forgive for anyone else's Mm. purpose but your own Yeah. because if you hold on to something it impacts you so much more mentally Mm. emotionally can even be physically sometimes because it's like your heart your head is not healing so then ultimately I always feel like I want to forget what you've done I don't want to be around you maybe but I don't need to hold on to whatever else you've done Hmm. and so i've often feel like forgiveness is not for the person it's not you're not forgiven to make the other person happy you're forgiven literally to help heal you yeah and and that's i guess what accountability does because you identify okay in this moment this is what i've done
0: yeah
1: as an individual um it's not all on me but if the person is not going to identify their factors in, to play in this situation, then I've accepted my faults and I'm going to move on yeah. and keep my distance.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Um, it's interesting that you bring up the forgiveness part because <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... I remember the first time you I said was, I was mad. I was like, I have. like, Not that I, I, I knew I hadn't, yeah. but I was kind of like... I've given the parts that I needed to.
1: Yeah.
0: But the bit that hurt me the most, I'm not you're gonna
1: hold on to I was
0: holding on to because it it's like I I think in my head, it's not even about the forgiveness, is that in my head it's kinda like you will never do that to me again. Yeah. I will never give you that opportunity to do that to me again. Yeah. And that is what I hold on to. Is that, oh, they did this. Okay, you're you're never gonna get that opportunity to have that almost power or access to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's depending on who you talk to. It's very interesting. People, some people say, oh, he's very like to himself. He doesn't talk much, but if you're my friend, <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you're my friend, he'd be like, oh yeah, he, he outgoing. yeah, he's outgoing. He loves, he loves like maybe to have a chat. Are extroverted
1: uh, introvert. introvert. That's a real thing.
0: Yeah. I've learned that recently. Yeah.
1: So maybe, cause I would say you like quiet. I do think you like quiet, but when you're ready to talk, you can talk. (laughs) So, um, but you were very chatty when you were little, like very, very chatty, very, very bubbly, Mm. very, very extroverted. I think, I don't even know when that stopped because you were extremely extroverted. And I think, um, maybe that's part of your healing. Maybe you'll come out, um, and be like that again. Maybe this is just how it's going to be from now on, Mm. but ultimately, I feel I still see glints of your younger years mm. sometimes, but in terms of the not having access to you and doing that again, in terms of what you were saying earlier, I think that's a really interesting way of seeing it because I think that's the element that people really misconstrue about um, healing and forgiveness mm-hmm. that you have to forget. No one's begging you to forget anything. Yeah, like no, no religion, no, um, no like atheist. No one, no. Anything in this world Spirituality Mm -hmm. Is expecting you to forget That's why we have memory Okay (laughs) No one's asking you To go out your way To forget something The focus is on Helping yourself Yeah And as I said to you before Without the forgiveness part You're only affecting yourself You just said you were angry Yeah You were angry with me For telling you To forgive But the reason you were angry with me Wasn't because of me
0: me. No it wasn't
1: It's because you were Harbouring something That if you let go of you would feel a bit more at peace with. you
0: yeah. like, cool, fair enough. But I do think, as humans, we want to... I keep saying I really want to live like a judgmental, free life. Mm. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. But it's very interesting. I think we've... I believe, anyway, we've been taught that there's always someone to blame yeah. for things. And sometimes there probably isn't someone to blame. Mm. It's multiple things to blame or multiple participants to blame because no one just does something for the sake of doing anything. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no one just does it. it it's, le- there's a, it's like a cumulative uh, build-up. Yeah, it's a build-up of things. And I think to stem off what you've mentioned about my childhood, um, can we talk a little bit about our childhood? Eek! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a child <laughs>
1: Just FYI, I am queen of making a joke when something is uncomfortable <laughs> for me. So, <laughs> um,
0: I would say I've I've, I've always kind of wanted to have an open discussion on such platform. That being via when I make choreography, uh, you know. My musical, so forth. Mm. Um, I just wanted to highlight some things. And I've always said that I want to be this voice for youths, um, especially men, uh, especially black men also, included...
1: You guys have the worst mental health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I even... No, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last one, but the biggest killer of men... suicide Suicide, yeah
1: because you're not allowed to be emotive
0: yeah and it's it's crazy to me and i feel like without knowing because you know like i used to stay up until god knows what time doing choreography Mm. and i didn't realize that that was my coping i didn't realize that that was me your outlet that was my outlet to that extent yeah i thought i was just doing it because you know it's it's fun it's the feedback I got from it was, oh, wow, that's different. So th- I think I thought that was my motivation, but it I don't actually think it was. Yeah. Because I think when I finally did crumble or crash, everything stopped. Because I could, I couldn't lay it out because mm-hmm. it was too, it was too weighted. It was too overbearing. Yeah. Um, But to back to where I was the question was, I, what, what, what do you think about our childhood?
1: <laughs> um, that's a very loaded question. I think yeah. it's so... You know, you're, I clearly like the word broad. But it's like, I can't really pinpoint. The issue I have is we had similar but different childhoods. Yeah, I'd say because we are a, few, a long a way a apart, apart. <laughs> um, because of the age gap we were parented differently. Yeah. Um, and maybe as you said earlier to your detriment, I don't know, Mm. but I wouldn't say it was as strict or rigid for the younger siblings as it was for the older siblings. So we had a lot more structure. We had, um, a lot more academic focus when we got home from school. Um, Mm. The focus was a lot more on, um, I guess, seeming put together, Mm. you know, because ultimately it was a lot to do with mum, you know, and she was very young. And not to say that dad wasn't there, but it was more to do with our very young Mm. mum raising us as well. So, and going to school. I think a lot of her, yeah. fa- her focus was on making sure that we do well. Yeah. So she n- never Just looks bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, as she, obviously she became very successful in her role and the presence of dad was a bit more amplified, your childhood differed from mine a yeah. lot more, um, especially the younger two. The, you two youngest ones. Yeah. So I feel like it became not lenient. I, I'm, I don't want to use the word lenient. Yeah. There was a little bit more leeway, like being able to watch TV, for instance. Okay.
0: But I hear there were
1: still so many restrictions on you guys. Like watching you guys grow up was like very different from my upbringing. Obviously, you guys went to a different school. So I was like, yeah. I went to school and was raised basically in a Catholic school. So again, there's restrictions there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So we had a lot of those things in place and I'd say observing your childhood, specifically you, not the birth of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say yours was very different from my own. Um, yours was a bit more tumultuous. Like there's a lot more turmoil in it with, Mm. with like a bit more, ups and downs yeah and i don't know what the factor is i don't know why that would have been um yeah and also i think i was a bit more rebellious i was a bit more likely to go against the grain (laughs) um so then i guess that would play a massive role in the way i was treated i also know that i had a bit more responsibility than Mm. other siblings in general like like, holy. holy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, I guess although I was rebellious, I was still expected to do a lot of things. So, then it was like one of those awkward balances. Yeah. So, yeah. It's,
0: it's interesting that you mention uh, the amplification of the presence of our father and stuff like that. And it's, it's interesting because I was having a conversation the other day about depending on who you talk to, you're going to get a version of that story. Mm. And I definitely do think you'll get a version of our childhood. Yeah, there'll be some correlations, but there'll be some viewpoints that are skewed because it affected us in different ways. Of course. Um, I do definitely hear about, like, it was very mum fixated. And I do feel like I felt, I feel like I'm in a weird place. Like, I feel like I felt that, I was. I felt that, but I also felt what well, you mean that the presence was known. Mm. So it was a very weird space because I wasn't quite old enough for you and our older brother, but I wasn't also quite young enough or had that initial treatment. And I do want to say initial treatment yeah. of my younger sibling. Yeah. So it. I just felt like in a really weird place, and especially like clarify we are the middle children so i don't know who believes this but i believe it <laughs> middle Mrs. children's syndrome, syndrome is, is, is real, real. <laughs> <laughs> it's real it's definitely real um and i felt like a lot of the time i was left to my own devices
1: Facts. That
0: I about it. No, but that's why I,
1: that's why i said rebellious yeah because it's like yeah, still do. Anyway, I yeah,
0: but <laughs> I do feel like I was left to my own devices, which allowed me to have a lot, like, an outlook on it, everything around me. And there's no like we uh, we've had I had this conversation with mum before, so I, I don't think she'll mind me saying. But in a lot of ways, you, and none to her fault, her own fault. But in a lot of ways, you supported me as in me yeah you okay. supported me as a older figure as uh you know
1: uh, i don't want to say many
0: years between us yeah i know <laughs> i know it's not that many years i was but... still
1: in primary
0: school when you were born just so everyone knows <laughs> but you definitely did take on that <sighs> i don't want it to sound like i'm belittling what mom had done for us but it did you definitely did take on a motherly role does that make sense like you definitely took on a role where if i if i needed something and it's no fault i I really want to make that clear like mom did support me did i i I can only speak for myself Mm. but um did definitely support me like taking me to god knows where when i had a competition like i do want to make that clear but also the fact is when i had late gym or if it was too dark, or whatever. You would walk with me, or if I was at after school club, mm, that place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, um, t- anyway,
0: you you took a lot of the. That's the my, what
1: I meant by like uh, my rebellion was, like it was always cut. So uh, so for clarity, um, obviously I had to take you guys to places that I was going to. Yeah, so if I was going somewhere. You guys were come in and same thing. I'd have to pick you up from after school club. So even if I wanted to roam the street, I could only run the street till six because I'm going to pick you up. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where I've, I've learned to be No, I wouldn't even say responsible because I don't think I'm responsible. I don't think I'm an adult in my head, but <laughs> I've learned, um, my role in the family
0: yeah that's actually a really good way to play yeah I think that's a good way to say it I feel like I've I know my role (laughs)
1: know your
0: place boy no but like I do think I know my role and that's uh, I do think I'm definitely the quirky one I'm definitely I said don't my label no but (laughs) I think we shared that I think prior to this podcast (laughs) It's middle w child shirt. syndrome. Yeah, it's middle child syndrome. Um, black sheep and all that kind of stuff. And mm. I didn't realise how much that affected me back then. I thought, I was like, yeah, okay. I- I'm cool with being the black sheep. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I don't know why this just came to my head, but the time that I used to go to the same school as when mum worked. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I can just remember that being just awful like the sun just it's always you're the sun
1: yeah
0: you're the sun and it's like i'm more than just the sun you don't
1: have your own identity no and i guess that's something that because interestingly obviously your listeners will not know but you're of all of the siblings you're the only one that's changed schools
0: multiple times
1: yeah as in (laughs) so you change schools in primary school then you change schools in secondary school so you're like the only person that's done that whereas the rest of us will just stick into that stick in that space (laughs) even if it makes us miserable yeah and we'll just go through it you know yeah and I think it's very I think that's very telling of the person you are you adapt very well obviously yeah but also you seek to find your own identity and I think that's such a blessing because like obviously you went on to do go to a creative school Mm. and you were able to venture into your creativity again and this is what you were saying earlier about your choreography the fact that In school, they didn't nurture that Mm. it was so important for you to get into a space that allowed you to to do do it, even though you didn't think you got in. Oh, my
0: God. No, we need to do that story. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. Support. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had an audition for this drama school. Um, (laughs) Which one? The Brit School
1: no I, no I was gonna I meant we went to I, oh, multiple, we've been to a few of your drum, drum schools,
0: schools but, yeah the schools oh yeah that one the, the, the one that particularly was the story that we're talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> um so I needed someone to take me and I was really nervous and I think we had a conversation the night before and you're like okay I'll take you like, I, I can't remember. I think I was venting on about, okay, what if I don't do this correct? And what if I... If I can't sing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, do you remember, you I did, you
1: did, you I did. originally
0: applied to do Just Dance. Yeah. And they turned me away and went, oh, I think you should do musical theatre. Yeah. And I was so like, are you are you serious? I was like, what do I know about musical theatre? Like, it
1: yeah, was... You were like, looking at the schedule and
0: went, how do they think I can sing? I said, you can't sing. <laughs> 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 Boy, you cannot sing. Okay. Um, was, yeah, it was... Oh yeah, gosh! So
1: we
0: went. So we went. <laughs> My sister drove me, um, and the audition was fun. I enjoyed it. It
1: was like three hours, we, and yeah, I was sitting, sitting in, in the, the
0: car. car. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was long, but it was it was really nice. And then I came. Well, okay, basically, I the was the whole singing, journey
1: back. Oh, you before the journey the, back. Yeah, someone.
0: so I, I I sang this song. It was what was it? Oliver Twist. I think it was Oliver Twist. A song from Oliver Twist. Um no, you that's not the okay. Okay. I, I I promise I'm trained now, so it's all good. But um yeah, I had to sing a song from <laughs> Oliver Twist. Journey, your
1: the journey voice
0: dream. healed. <laughs> <laughs> it got healthy yeah. for people's ears. <laughs> you became it
1: came sound, Sa-
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that love Get it help you out there. <laughs> um, I did the woman like we got to the end of the song and she went but, but can you sing on key I <laughs> <laughs> like you know what in my head I was kind of like okay that didn't sound too bad I knew it was awful but I didn't, I didn't think it was sounded too bad so I was like oh sick okay cool it's, it's alright she she went, okay well thank you and I literally walked off of my dream shattered <laughs> Like, I walked away with my dream shattered. So I was like, okay, this chapter's done. Uh, I'm ready to go back to this really... Different school. school. Very different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: To put into perspective, uh, like, knives and people smoking in the classroom and... The, the Yeah, the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but the ghetto, yeah? So, um, got into the car now, and the whole way back, yeah. home, like... You were kind of like, oh, so how did the dance go? I was like, it went really well. But you know the singing? And you're like, how did the acting go? They're like, they said it was really well. Okay, Khaled. And then then they're like, and then you're like, okay, cool. But that's fine. And then I I got to the singing. I kept talking about the singing. And you're like, no, but Khaled, listen to everything else that went well. And they told you directly. They're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, but I didn't get in. I didn't get in. And I just remember, like, the whole way. And he was like, shut up, man. Because <laughs> you're like, if you get in, you get in. And he, like, close the door. <laughs> the blackness. It's okay. It was fine. I, I literally sat the car for a second. I was like, oh, no, I've annoyed her now. And bear in mind, the journey is about, like, an hour. And if traffic, an hour and a half. So <laughs> I don't know what, how long it took us to get back. But the whole journey, me going... I didn't get it. I did get it. I think at one point you turned up the music. Probably. Probably. <laughs> you, you turned up the music and I was she like... she does not know me. <laughs> no, you literally turned up the music and started singing. I'm like, oh, was,
1: shoot. Yeah, yeah, I
0: was trying to talk. And she was just like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I kind of needed that. Because I feel like you were so secure in my talent or my ability. Mm. And this actually goes to show. I, I don't know. Well, I think I do know where my confidence was knocked. But you were so confident in me looking back at it, and I was just like,
1: Yeah, because I remember that you told mum the same thing you told me the whole journey. I <laughs> said, I'm gonna leave. I'm about to get out of here. And I just I remember I think that was the point when I I semi lost it. I was like, Did you try your best?
0: Yeah.
1: And you were like, Yeah. I said, So why are you still talking about it? You can't change it. And I've always said that to you guys, you know, with the test and stuff, yeah. whenever you guys do anything, I'm always like, did you try your best? And that's because that's what Nana used to say to me. If you tried mm. your best, then I can't ask anything else. So, like, if you tried your best, you can't change what you've done yeah. in the past. You can only accept what comes in it the future. Yeah. And obviously you got in, so...
0: I must have done okay. <laughs>
1: they helped you chain up your voice? No, they did. They really did.
0: It really did. And when I moved on to do, like, other shows and stuff, it made a uh, m- 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 huge difference. Yeah. Um, I definitely do feel like I found my lane. I still wasn't confident, which was really annoying. And I think that frustrated me to a to a degree. Because mm-hmm. I feel... It's so weird. I bumped into one of my friends at this theatre shows. And it was really nice what he had to say about me. He was like, oh, like, no, no, Kelly was color was it but the whole time i was there i felt like why am i i had imposter syndrome
1: mm.
0: i was like why am i here
1: yeah there's like that... so obviously i love social sciences but there's a so- <laughs> there's a um a sociologist goffman he says that everyone plays roles like we literally adapt to a role and play it and, in- and manage everyone's impressions of us From this Mm, role. Um, And he just says that we have a loose script of what is expected of us. And ultimately, from that script, we build a character that becomes our identity. And that's how people perceive us. Um, And he's the one sociologist that, obviously, I do love loads of sociologists, but he's a sociologist that resonates because it's like, absolutely. I wake up in the morning or as a baby. Before I'm even socialized, I don't know who I am. Mm. You know? And as I get older, there's expectations placed on me. There's different um there's different labels that are placed upon me. Yeah. I do different things differently and and ultimately I become this person. So even earlier we were talking about the middle child syndrome and you said it's real. That's because mm. we can adapt to become like middle children. We can accept okay this label and say alright cool as middle children this is how we should we are meant to act mm. Um so it's similar to this notion around like how you should act depending on your race or your gender mm. or your class or whatever it may be yeah. all of these factors will play a role in ultimately the person you present yourself you know, as to be... and I think that's the same thing. You were saying imposter syndrome. We yeah. are all imposters. We're in a world <laughs> that has a stage yeah. and we can act however we want.
0: But that, I feel like so. that's kind of beautiful. No, no, don't be... That. What you said is amazing because I definitely think that that is the beauty in it. Yeah, that, obviously. That a, you can be whoever you want.
1: And that's what I was saying earlier about you being the only one that changed schools because you were the only one that was then able to... I want to say change your identity... But to be able to impression manage more people, so okay. you were able to go from being the son to being the first out, um of our family to go to an, this school. Yeah. You know? So then you set the the trend or the identity for that for our family, um, yeah. obviously, to our little sister's detriment. And then you went to yeah. this other school. Thankfully, she didn't follow your footsteps <laughs> so didn't go there. Yeah. But you went to this other school. And you molded an image of yourself there, where you've still got friends there, and they see you as that.
0: Yeah.
1: Versus the friends that you get got in your creative school, and they're very different groups of friends.
0: But I'm still friends with them. Exactly,
1: and you are still that person, but you may be a little bit different depending on who that is, because of how they perceive you and how they've known you. But ultimately, if everyone wants to put you in the same room, there's some factors that you'd still they'll
0: all agree upon. Yeah. So there's, like, the core values of who I am as a person. I think across the board, and I think this goes to you as well, it's like, we're very us. I don't know how to explain it other than that. We're very us. And actually, I was saying this in the last episode. Um, do you remember the time where, and it's, it's so good we're talking my identity, um, do you remember the time where I was like, oh, how would you describe me? And he went, you're Khaled. And I was like, no, that's not the answer I'm looking for. I want you to describe me. Like, tell me, like, what, what is it that makes me Khaled? But going to terms with that is like, I am just me. It's just, it's so unique. It's so uniquely me that it's just me.
1: Yeah. I don't, re- I don't remember this conversation. But to be fair, I don't know how much capacity my brain has anymore. But that's the thing. If anyone was going to describe you and they didn't just describe you as Khalid and they started to think of little finicky things about you, they probably don't know you. Because ultimately, the only way to describe you is Khalid. Because I don't know. If I told a story about you and then someone went, why? And I'd be like, I don't know. And they'll go, but it's Khalid, isn't it? (laughs) And that's everyone's response will be the same because we know that. There's no real why. No one can really understand it apart from you. And that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's just, that's just how it is. And that's how we expect expect you to be and how we accept you to be.
0: Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, sorry, that was kind of like, thank you for saying that. But I as like, thank you. Thank then, you for thank joining you... <laughs> me on the couch. On the couch. I um... to yeah, see. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um acceptance acceptance that's a that's it must a big, be a big one. thing for you yeah
1: that must be big for you
0: yeah
1: i mean i would say like obviously i'm i'm older but i don't think i'm as knowledgeable on who i am as you are oh. and i'd say that's that's one thing because i can you know when you're I wouldn't say, I don't know if you're comfortable being yourself, but when you know yourself is a little bit different. Okay. So I think in terms of acceptance, obviously your journey has so many different routes compared to others, not everyone, but I mean, to me, it okay. has a lot more roots than you would, you would have had to overcome so many more hurdles than I would have because mm. I'm kind of conformist. That's another sociological term. <laughs> to Merton, Merton stray, f- stray theory. But I'm a little, a little bit more conformist. So there's not much that, I, in terms of hurdles, apart from financial hurdles, that kick everyone's butts. Yeah. That I've had to overcome. Obviously, I'm not saying that my life has been perfect. It's far from. But ultimately,
0: yeah,
1: I know your acceptance is a lot m- more of a journey than mm-hmm. mine.
0: Do. You- I I really want to hold up value to where my acceptance journey started, mm. and it was around a very strange time. Granddad had passed. No,
1: oh, that's not that long. Well, it is. It's not that it long ago.
0: Ten years ago, coming up. No,
1: that's yeah. It's not okay. that long ago. I but it would be a bit longer than
0: that. Yeah, it's all it's all very fresh. And this this is the thing. It's like that's what I find very interesting is that. I think a lot of people do look at me and say, "Oh, you're very—you know who you are." And I, I, I would agree with that. But the key thing in what you're saying is, "Am I comfortable with that?" And I think for a long time I wasn't. Mm. I was so sh- I sh- I knew myself in and out that it made me uncomfortable. Right. And there was parts of the things that I knew if I saw that quality in someone else, I wouldn't like it. But I also possessed it myself.
1: Own it. That's good to say.
0: But then, yeah, I'm glad you said that. It became a thing of that I had to just own it. And I'm still, I think I'm still on that journey of owning it. I mean, you're
1: still in your prime.
0: Oh, thanks, doll. You too. are, you are too. I know, for... this, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That, that, that confuses me when you're saying, I don't think you, or you don't seem to know who you are. I feel like you always surprise me. That is, there's, there's something new. That's the one thing with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> surprising. Like what? Like you said something to me the other day about tattoos, and I was just like, "Fam, what are you talking about? What do you mean another tattoo?" I was like, "Okay, cool." And then, oh yeah, yeah so of that course, one. Yeah. I, remember yeah. The
1: story I was like, "Wait, hold on, which tattoo story?
0: Because there's many." There's <laughs> many. And then when like you called me up, I was like, "I want to get a in. I was like, "Okay, let's go." And then like that was a surprise. And then like recently another thing that was a surprise and i was like you're you're so talented in so many ways like oh, thank you. you inspired me to dance and i didn't mention you, it earlier you stay telling this story no but it did like <laughs> you'd always be like can i get up and then like I'll, I'll be doing it with you like i know i was not doing it correct but i was doing it i was trying to copy your routines and you was just so i was like wow in my head you became like ostilar very cool Like, you were so cool to me. I just loved the way that you stood up for what you believed in. And I don't think... No, you do. You really... When you... (laughs) When something's not right, (laughs) it's known.
1: Oh,
0: is it? Oh, no. If something's not right... I think I've lost
1: a little bit of that. There's no no spark. I think I'm very, like, docile. Really? Yeah. I think there's a lot of things I'm like, okay. Like, it might upset me, but I'm like, okay. And then I just let it be Mm. I think that's what I'm saying uh, well I was saying earlier in terms of like knowledge of myself I definitely think there's bits of me that I really used to now looking back admire
0: that Mm. I no longer
1: have in me and obviously it's not gone forever because I knew I had it before but there's definitely aspects of me that have dwindled
0: okay um but do you think that's like a process of life or growing up or do you just think it just happens because Listen, events happen? or I'm
1: not a fan of all, everything that Kanye does. But he said, Ooh. I still won't grow up. I'm, you know, everyone knows I live by this quote. Okay. I, will, I don't plan to grow up. Growing up <laughs> is in your head, okay? Mm. So I do not plan to do it. I might act like a grown-up because I do it in the day but I am not finna act like a grown-up when I'm (laughs) in my house. If I'm comfortable around you, you know I'm not gonna act like a grown-up. Yeah. I literally just love being free. The restrictions are what make me tired.
0: Like,
1: that's what I was saying earlier, About I'm very much a conformist, but it makes me a lot more tired to, like, do the things that everyone expects you to do. You know, like, Work makes me not tired in the way that everyone else says, "I'll get and I go to work yeah. Work makes me tired because I is a lot more performative because of my obviously my mm, job
0: yeah
1: and like it's a lot more to do with your connections and how you network with people, so even watching sometimes these um influences, I watch them and they 're like the equivalent. To what I do in my day-to-day life, I'm like a seven. mini celebrity in my job.
0: <laughs> oh, that! But yeah.
1: In a real life, my pay doesn't look like their own, <laughs> so I'm just very confused. <laughs> you know, everyone's shouting my name as I walk down the corridor,
0: wanting something from me. That's such a good analogy. That's such a good analogy. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's actually that is brilliant. That is brilliant.
1: Just going to put
0: that out there. No, but it's true. Like, I think there's something to be told about knowing your worth. Not letting someone give you your worth. Because uh, if they can give you your worth, that's all you will ever be. Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. I feel like jobs, as you know, for me, <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind
0: of said no. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I now say no and I stand firm behind it. Yeah. Because I definitely would not be here where doing this. I, yeah. If if I had stayed where people were telling me my worth, oh my God.
1: And I think that's one thing. You know, you said to me, I gave, I make you feel confident. I feel like I live vicariously through you, for one. I love oh. it. Watching you live, I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> if you don't go on that holiday. <laughs> but not even just that you, I live vicariously through you, but... Seeing you flourish and do what makes you happy,
0: mm.
1: it makes me realize that staying in so inside a box is actually problematic. And I think that's why I've always pushed you a lot more because I'm like, yeah. like, even though I'm meant to be the responsible one, I I'm happy to let you make your mistakes or do what you've got to do mm. in order to get to where you need to get to. Okay. So I'd rather, honestly, be stuck in a position that means that I would be, you can rely on me. I don't know if I'd rather, but I'm used to being, that's what, but let's, N- let's change the words. <laughs> I'm used to being stuck in a, again, let's not use stuck, in a position okay. where I am a bit more relied upon yeah. if that means that others will flourish and mm. i can live vicariously through them because that your joy brings me joy your love actually is one of my favorite sounds because it's, it's just so like you know when you love laugh, <laughs> when you really oh,
0: love oh but i do oh, nice. when you
1: go and you run to another room and you're bending and you're you can't even finish your words <laughs> and then there's tears <laughs> i'm like yo if, just look you know i never even with you because i have to i have to take it in i'm like wow you're really laughing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just really enjoy it because i'm like wow i mean, that's why i think i'm the funny one.
0: Oh. <laughs> i don't know how we got there but okay that's cute that's nice okay who is i have all of us Okay, no, actually, maybe, I was going to say, the funniest one is our youngest sister. The reason, but I think it's because I'm laughing at her.
1: Exactly.
0: Love you, though. Um, <laughs> move it swiftly.
1: <laughs> so I'm the funniest. Okay. We laugh to mask the pain. That's going to be my stand-up show title, No One Take It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it? Say again. We
1: laugh to mask the pain. You have to say it like that. I, I'm,
0: I'm not even going to try because I don't think I can do it. We laugh to mask the pain. Was yeah.
1: It... I didn't hear the full stop, but you tried Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um so <laughs> Wait, it's
1: question number two.
0: No, we've we've gone through the questions. Oh we've got... good. yeah, we've gone through the questions. You've done it so nicely for me. You made it easy. Um you know.
1: It comes naturally to me.
0: I just what there's two things that I really want to touch on real quickly. As we're, you know, coming to a close soon. Yeah. This has been brilliant. Um, What, what personally scares you the most Mm -hmm. and to, you personally, as your sibling, you, you, you have, I believe, a great balance in your vulnerability. Thank you. But I do feel like you wouldn't say it for yourself. So I wanted to say it first before make that statement first before you understand what I mean, or until you state what how you how you feel about it. But mm. I think you have this. I can't I can't explain it. It's a, it's something that can't be taught. It's like you're vulnerable at the right time, just the right amount.
1: And then my god, and god, then god, uh, yeah, like, like a gangster. <laughs> I learned
0: it from the streets. <laughs> oh, what streets? The bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> like sorry six o'clock that's what I'm gonna say um am I the funniest one no absolutely I don't even think you're top four but there's only four
1: of us okay
0: are you saying I'm not I'm the least I don't think I'm the least I think I'm second Personally. As in after me. I, do you know why I say no? Because
1: little ones, the little
0: one is not funny, they're just very matter of fact, and it's the way that it comes out that's funny. I think I'm funny
1: and also random.
0: I'm random. No,
1: you're not random, she's random.
0: Oh, yeah, no, she's she's very random. Yeah. Sometimes it just comes, I don't know, <laughs> what the hell. Like, you know, like she'll message me, and then like it'll be just like a collection of pictures that. Just none
1: of them
0: no make sense. sense. Yeah, that's
1: why I think she's funny. I love it. Uh, uh, I Sometimes I think the older one is funny gives me jokes. Am I laughing with or at you?
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Yeah, maybe it's similar to you and the little one.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm laughing at her. You know, toast. That's what I've got to say. Yeah. But... Um, the question. What
1: was the first question? <laughs> um,
0: what scares you? What scares and me? your, vi- like, how do you... Sh- If you believe that, I don't know if you believe that about your vulnerability, Mm. but what, you know. Right. So
1: what scares me the most is actually the opposite of what scares you the most.
0: Okay.
1: I'm scared of not living my full potential. It petrifies me and it makes me so sad sometimes that I'm just like, yo, like, do something. Like, um, if I feel sad and I won't get up, it's like, I've just wasted a whole day. And then yeah. I feel angry and it's a cycle. Yeah. But, um so my fear, rather than dying, I, I don't give a heck. But mm. my fear is more to do with not living um, and not enjoying the life I'm living. Mm. So like, you know, before I used the word stuck and the reason I changed the word stuck is because for me that sounds really like... final, final, exactly. Yeah. Like I can't make a difference. I can ch- I can change that. So... Then I feel like if I don't live, I'm making myself stick. Whereas okay. I, w- I want to enjoy. It. I want to seize the day, and that doesn't mean like I have to do anything amazingly big. I just want to enjoy. It. Like I really yeah. like walking.
0: Something that fulfills you? Oh, same. I, I, I just like it. to walk. Yeah, you
1: know,
0: just to be.
1: Yeah, just to be outside to look at stuff. I like to put my headphones in. I also like taking pictures. Mm, you outside. take really good pictures. Thank you very much.
0: Sunsets. Yeah, Love I really, it. just like outside, like
1: trees, plants, animals. I like small stuff, and it's like there's little things that bring me so much joy. So, not even being, and I don't even like being outside. That's another thing. It doesn't make any sense. Like the contradictions just continue. But um, yeah, so that's for me. My thing that scares me the most is not living. Okay. Um, in terms of vulnerability, it's interesting that you say that because one thing that I've been working on for years and I, when I say years, I mean, I think the first time I said out loud, I was 20. So before that, imagine how long I was working on it. And in the back of my head, I just think it's so important for me to work on my vulnerability. And I've said it to so many people. I was like, I just want to be more vulnerable. Mm. I want to be more open. I'm so guarded and I can see when it happens. I can feel myself going into myself, like caving in, building. I don't even slowly put the wall up, you know, it's one of those automatic gates. Yeah. Shutters go. And I'm like, yo, you're not, you can't come in. Yeah. You know? Um, And, so when you said I'm vulnerable at the right times, it is really it means a lot and it's very meaningful to me. It like it's very important because it's really something I want to work on. And every year, you if you ever look at um, a vision board I make or any notes I take, I always say I want to be more vulnerable. Mm. So I do really strive towards it. Um, so thank you.
0: No, I'm more than happy. I'm really happy that you said all of that because. I knew I, I didn't know to that extent, but I knew you probably would think, oh, okay, I'm not really... But I do think your time is impeccable. And there's something with me that I've said I've always wanted to work on. You either get it or you won't mm. with me. It's, it's very much that. If I've decided that you're not going to get it, then you will never get it. Yeah. And there's a rare few people that have it. Rare. And I don't... And it's like... I mean sometimes that can be mistaken for um like weakness. Okay. And I think a lot of people because yeah. it is so interesting um I had a predicament with the person that thought I was just quiet, like was saying stuff about me. Mm. But because I was quiet to them, they didn't realize that I'd been not taking no but just being like you know you've been saying a lot of stuff so when I said okay can I have a word I was like you've been saying a lot of stuff and actually it's not even respectful like if you wanted to say those stuff then say it and we can have a conversation about it and I'm happy to do that because it's going to make me grow and hopefully it's going to make you grow
1: yeah
0: and we could maybe have a better relationship but now you I feel like that's been severed so I don't really want to have that communication with you I don't want to have that relationship with you and you you don't know me <laughs> to to make that so assumption. Yeah. I guess that it goes back to that again, and and this, it goes back to when people think that you know yourself. And I spoke to one of my close friends who's coming on in a few episodes, Michelle, and she made me realise that that person wasn't at me because it wasn't anything to do with me, basically. It was mm. to do a lot with how they felt about their own identity yeah. and themselves. And I, I'm still learning that being comfortable in yourself or knowing yourself to that extent can be quite, I'm not want to say intimidating, but almost it makes other people uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like when you're content, or come across content within yourself. Yeah. It makes let's say other come across. people very, very uncomfortable. And it's one of the, when people start to question you and you seem like you've got your backup, that's the issue that people often have. Or they make you seem like you're very forthright or you feel like you you know everything. Yeah. But mm, you, just <laughs> you just don't know me. And that's yeah. okay.
0: That's okay. You like with I don't, I, you know how strongly I believe in energies and I just feel like if our energy is just not compatible, that's fine.
1: That's why I stay telling people, not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's fine. If everyone does like you, you're working overtime.
0: Okay. Your
1: performance is doing a lot. And you're going to give yourself burnout.
0: Yeah. It's not healthy. It's not by
1: force. It's actually not by force.
0: It's not healthy. So it's not healing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You have to have a sound mind.
0: <laughs> a sound. I love how you're retrieving back to... I love it.
1: I just don't even get how you can define sound. That's the part that's lost me, but
0: it's all right. I'm just going to keep using it. Okay. <laughs> um Okay. So we'll get into the end of this. Mm-hmm. So in every podcast, my goal is to give people a task to take with them throughout the week. So i am want to start off with a task that i want to give people for the rest of the week if you have one you can contribute one if you don't that's perfectly fine as well so the one that i have this week is about gratitude mm. now i wrote this one specifically for this podcast because that's something that you've taught me and i think it's really important like you never you always used to tell me okay but what, what's gone well and it's like the story from my audition. You went, yeah. but what went well? <clears throat> so I think sometimes just having a bit of gratitude, even if it's for the smallest thing. Yeah. You woke up. I brushed my teeth. I hope so. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, right it. here, it's just as important as I made a hundred pounds today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just as valuable yeah so that's your task for this week listeners uh if you can write down write down your uh things that you're grateful for things that you've achieved this week and i'd love to hear about them so let me know um that would be yeah you're gonna say my how can i do that (laughs)
1: oh no you can't oh. actually plug yourself plug-
0: bro. oh my god see this is what you know personal hype man <laughs> <laughs> always been day one uh, at kashanti underscore that is k-h-a-s-a-n-t-e underscore is yeah.
1: that on all platforms or
0: all platforms
1: cool
0: yeah you're Okay, oh my god, that was my first plug, that felt really weird. <laughs> Gotta stay plugging. I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting. Okay, so as you know, I'm making, uh, in the process of healing, playlists, music playlists. Now, I think this is something that we share very closely, is music. I love and music. <laughs> I didn't speak about the importance of this, um, definitely for my healing journey, music was... And food very much so very much so yeah yeah yeah. 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 it's true yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah music definitely and i obviously i've mentioned i do choreography and stuff like that so therefore music is like my staple and it it keeps me going so i'm gonna be asking my guests to give me two songs that i can contribute to my playlist and i will give two songs to
1: Okay, so the two songs that most link to my healing actually, they contradict one another. But it's okay, because <laughs> I need to give the reason why. If you want to. Okay, so the first song is actually, if not my favourite song, one of my favourite songs of all time. Do you okay. know what song it is? No. God. One of my favourite songs of all time.
0: Say it, so I feel like such a bad right now. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I I'm need some do. healing after this. Um, <laughs> it's Mary J. Blige. No oh, drama.
0: No, Everyone No, knows. that's so annoying. The lyrics that's so annoying.
1: are literally about healing. Obviously, we know Mary J. Blige has been through the ringer. Yeah. But her the whole song is about from friendship healing, relationship healing, all of the different um, different types of healing that we need to go through. This song has hit many generations and it mm. affects us all differently. But the, the reason I love the song so much is this: the beat starts off um, louder than her voice. And the very beginning of the song, she says, broken heart again. She's not saying that it's the first time she's had a broken heart, but she's showing how the fact is you always overcome. Mm. So the whole song, you can see, is a build-up to letting her pain out. So if you've ever seen the yeah. video, you see that she's crying yeah. and it, she has people spinning. behind her. Yeah. And it's like, It literally is an image of healing. And Mm. it means so much to me. I love that song so much. And I think it's like... And it's not even that deep, but even my wife and kids, when they use it, when Claire has her heartbreak, (laughs) this song is important for the culture. For the culture. (laughs) And then the second song I chose that always picks me up every single time is I'm a Boss by Meat Mill featuring Rick Ross every single time okay i was not expecting that that one i I wasn't expected every time when i say low i don't even mean emotionally low i'm talking about energy low i'm talking about i felt sick and now i feel better that is what i mean by this song has healing properties okay (laughs) It just i forget that i'm a boss
0: oh and And then he
1: says no no but I'm You're a boss, boss. <laughs> and then I had to rap along with him. And then I say, "No, no, I'm also a boss." Yeah, you know. So then that song just means a lot to me, and I'm like, "Yeah,
0: I love that song." I love that. I love how you <laughs> digressed it and like just add a, like Yeah, it's a, I hope, it's a whole vibe. I hope it hits you that way, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. <laughs> um, the two ones. The two songs... Actually, I've got three here, but I do... I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. So, the two songs... So, in last episode, we talked about... I never felt like I had a home. Which is... Or, like, I never found a place of, like, sanctuary. And, uh... I think I'm gonna refer... Like, I'm gonna... What we spoke about was home being yourself. Mm -hmm. And, literally, as I got in the car, this song played. And I was like, no way... So this song is called Home by Bruno Major. Now, do you know that song? Uh,
1: No, I don't recognise it.
0: It's it's just beautiful. Like, he just basically talks about home being wherever. Wherever you go, wherever I go, we will always find home. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you be in the world, that is home for you. And it, it, oh, I just love it. (laughs) This next one. This is—it's kind of ironic because the song, what it's about, is referring to relationship, but taking it on board, not like romantic relationship, but just just having the people that you want. Um, is I want you around by Snow Allegra. Oh, that's
1: a nice song.
0: And I just—I mean, in your presence, there's moments where I like—I want my sister around. Aww. So that—that's why I did that. And then lastly. Another song that just popped up—it's crazy. Um, We're we'll talking about relationships, and I'm trying to relate this back to when I spoke to Mum. But we talked about uh, the relationship that we had with Mum and her relationship with us. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know this song, "Mama Says" by Ib. Am I saying that right? Can you?
1: Oh yeah, I know the song. Is how, how do you, you pronounce it abab Is it? Must be a
0: Nigerian it, name. It's a Nigerian name, but I just I love what I mean, it, it says. I mean. What what should they say in it? Is like, she, she loves. She loves so hard, but she can't live without certain things, and it just I just thought that was so important because I feel like even when we started this podcast we spoke about the influence of our mother and how impactful that was for us um so I just thought that was important to throw that in there as something to heal from and just if that is your journey and you can resonate with that I think that would be an incredible song to listen to Cool. but this has been incredible I've enjoyed this so much have you (laughs) yeah have you (laughs)
1: It's been cool. It's been... It's been different.
0: It's been different.
1: I mean, we talk like this a lot, but Mm. it feels a little bit different. Not in a bad way.
0: Yeah. I've enjoyed it. And I'm so thankful that you said yes to this because, I don't know, I was nervous. And, like, going into this, I'm kind of sweating now. But I was, like, quite nervous because I was like, I just want to make sure that you feel good. Like, this whole process goes good not to say what wasn't going to but more so that we're reaching out to the people that need need this and it's a conversation starter and that's a big thing for me as like i think you've helped me identify that i i just need to talk to someone Mm. it's important and if that is other people's tool to just talk to someone and I'm giving that platform to allow people to do that, then I'm grateful. I'm just grateful. So thank you for being a part of that journey.
1: Most welcome.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening, and can't wait for you to hear from my next guest next week. Bye. Thank you.